my stomach was growling. God damn it. <laughs> Guys, in full transparency, Jen told me to eat something before this, and I'm not going to edit that out because, you know, we're here now. Also, it's been a week since you've heard our lovely voices, but it's quite literally only been a few minutes and we didn't actually take a break because we continued talking in between. So welcome, Jen, back. Hey. <laughs> this is going to be such a fun day. I'm so excited. It's already been a blast. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so no intro needed. Go back and listen to the last episode if you haven't already, because you're missing out if you haven't. Today we are talking about self-trust. This is heavy. Maybe grab your emotional support water bottle or whatever you need to get through this, right? Emotional support water bottle (laughs) as we both grab ours. Jen, let's unpack this intense topic. Well, I think it's just good to start with the fact that I've learned most people don't trust themselves. <laughs> I mean, it over. How could you? Because what if you if you don't know yourself, then what what is there to fully be able to trust? Yeah. And that is coming from a generator. Generators, we love to know ourselves. <laughs> a one three, we love to know ourselves. So That's a good uh, thing to just keep in mind that everything we talk about is coming through our designs. Yeah. Through our, through our specific lens. Yeah. And our journeys through like unlearning, I guess as well. Yes. And so learning to trust yourself helps you understand that too. Like when I'm listening to someone and they're sharing what we call their outer authority, right? They're sharing their thoughts, they're sharing their experiences. They're sharing. I'm still trusting myself when I take that in because I can tell if that's taking me outside of myself, if that's making me want something in some kind of way or feel like I'm missing out on something or feel like I should be doing something. And then I can come back and be like, oh, wait, that, that was all in my head. That wasn't mm. a bodily response as a, as a manifesting generator. That wasn't a bodily response. That wasn't me waiting for my emotional wave. And where was I even emotionally when I was having that conversation? So mm. learning self-trust is just such a powerful, powerful thing that I don't, I don't think most people realize it. Yeah. It's, I'm going to go back really quick. It's really interesting that you're saying from your perspective, right? And like, I understand that, Mm -hmm. like you sharing this from your POV and me sharing this from my POV. I have a really good friend who's also into HD as probably as much, if not more than you are. Mm -hmm. And she's a six, two ego projector. Mm -hmm. She loves looking at other people's charts, but barely has dove into her chart like at all. (laughs) Which is so interesting to me because I'm just like, dude, I need to know all the things about me. And it's interesting how much the aura piece of it can, because right, like the 6'2 ego, we're both Mm 6'2 egos and she reminds me to follow my heart, which is so Mm -hmm. helpful. We'll talk a little bit more about like the self-trust piece in a little bit slash maybe, maybe that'll be Mm -hmm. decision-making. Keep alluding to that episode. (laughs) Nonetheless, But it's so interesting how the aura piece of it changes our perspectives on like what we want to know and what we want to learn about ourselves because projectors Mm -hmm. dive deeper into other people Mm -hmm. and like help them understand themselves, which is beautiful to have on this earth because in the grand scheme of the human design thing, like they're kind of the newest, Mm -hmm. right? Like they came around in like the 18-ish, hundreds-ish, 
If I recall. 17. I'm going to try that. 17. uh, 18. 17, 18. Yeah. Like industrial revolutionary. Those times. (laughs) Those times. And like from my POV, like being a woman projector, guys, sorry, we're doing a quick Mm -hmm. tangent, but like Mm -hmm. being a woman projector during those periods of times must have been so intense. My Mm nonna was a projector and she was born in 1926. Mm -hmm. And I know that even during that period of time, I don't think she was seen. I don't think she felt heard. She was really bitter for most of her life. And like, they never did a, an autopsy on like why she passed away. She passed away Mm -hmm. in her sleep, but like, I'm sure it was something internal that was kind of just festering. And granted, she lived till she was 86, right? It's not like she was super young, but I think it was something internal that had been festering forever because she didn't get to she didn't get, she to, didn't get to make the impact. She was yeah. Wanting to guide. Although all three of her kids are generator them. types. So <laughs> They have to be willing to to let you guide. And there is that other layer of it. I think even in today, which is sad, but there is that other layer of it. Um, as a manifester, as a manifester woman as well, to have your voice be heard as a mm-hmm. projector, projector woman, to have your guidance be, be respected yeah. and desired. There's still that. I think there's still that. Um, my grandmother was also a projector. <laughs> yeah so self-trust mm-hmm. i feel like i may have said this already and i can't remember if it was just to you or in a previous episode that we recorded because mm-hmm. this last hour has just been woo! <laughs> um but i feel like we don't often trust ourselves or we seek advice from external sources and yeah i think having a mentor to some extent to like show you the way to give you some insights, some advice mm-hmm. is great, but how much can that happen? And you're just listening to someone else's two cents all the time rather than listening internally. And mm-hmm. I think we're told societally to like shut off that inner mm-hmm. knowing and just like go with what not even feels right. Go with like the most practical option, go with the most, mm-hmm. um, like monetarily producing option or like rational, the most rational, the rational piece. Yeah. That that doesn't resonate with me Mm -mm. now. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it resonated with me three years ago, but I feel like on some level it probably didn't. Yeah. I've always had a prickliness when it comes to people telling me what I should do or should Mm. not do. Yeah. But I think that that prickliness was that like ooh that doesn't that doesn't feel right for me but that doesn't mean I didn't listen to them and take that in and think okay well they know better yeah like, they know more they are older they've had more experiences mm. and so I think it depends on your design as well for me that would be you know having an undefined head and an undefined ashna seeking clarity seeking some kind of consistency in the way my mind operates. Oh, this person has a system. This person mm. has a way, you know, they must know what they're talking about. And, and they, they do, right. They do whatever somebody else is, is teaching you is something that, I mean, almost always has worked for them. Mm-hmm. I will say almost always, cause I've been digging into the coaching industry. <laughs> 
<laughs> and a lot of times coaches like coaching coaches um they're they're selling you things that were sold to them as what would work but it's still not working for them they just are selling it because that's the shiny object so that's just a like <laughs> mlm <laughs> yeah. the, the coaching industry is like an mlm in a lot of ways which oh, makes yeah. it tricky because there are amazing coaches out there who are not in that but when you have this overarching group um but for the most part let's say people who are are actually trying to help you with something because it worked truly worked for them they they're they've gone through their experiences and you're gonna have your experiences and so it may not work exactly for you so learning that self-trust piece and learning to be able to say like okay that worked for them. How do I feel about this? How does it resonate with me? And what part of me is saying yes or no to this? Am I saying yes to this because I think I should do it because, you know, that'll make me seem more inspiring. That'll make me seem like I know what I'm talking about. That'll make me seem smarter. That'll make, you know, me seem like I have value. That'll make people think that I know, you know, who I am and what direction I'm heading in. All these undefined centers once you recognize like, no, I'm supposed to be making this decision for my authority. I'm supposed to be doing that for my, like you start trusting your authority. You start trusting, oh my gosh, you start trusting this weight to respond. Wait for the invitation. Wait until you've gone through, you know, your your lunar cycle. And even for reflectors, sometimes, you know, once they were deeper in the experience, experiment, they don't have to go through a whole lunar cycle. They just have to understand where they are in it. And it's just, but it's always waiting. You you know, even manifestors, you're waiting for that creative urge. You're waiting for the correct creative urge. And so self-trust means allowing yourself to be in that void and wait mm-hmm. for what's really right for you. And if you don't trust yourself, you're going to jump at the next thing that you feel like you should do or you have to do. And I think that's really what it breaks down to, right? If you ever feel like you're shooting on yourself, mm-hmm. it's because there is an outside energy that is sucking you in kind of, mm-hmm. right? To some extent and being like, mm, you're not enough. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. When really understanding what your energy feels like on your own, I think is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you can have a self-care day and it's not with anyone and you can just like be in you energy mm-hmm. and space, preferably with no one within like a six foot radius around you, like <laughs> COVID time measures, but for self-care. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like if you can do that and like, and not just once, right? Like it needs to be mm-hmm. like, as you're diving into your journey, feeling into like what that alone time feels like and what your energy feels like. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I am not emotional in the least bit. Yeah, I have gates, very unconscious gates coming off of my emotional center, but like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cry on my own unless I'm stressed out. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know I'm stressed out and putting that external like shooting pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but there's different shoulds that affect different open centers. And I feel like that's, can I say them? I'm going to say them. I'm going to, so this is Jamie Palmer Consulting's beautiful graph. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So if you have an open head, I should be further along. 
if you have an open ajna, I should do this because this is what's typical in my industry. Mm -hmm. I get like an icky feeling just reading these out loud. (laughs) Um, An open throat. I should be getting more likes and comments and engagements of my content. I have another side note tangent story about Mm -hmm. Someone that I met with a completely open throat and she has a podcast. Remind me of that in a second. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Open G center. So we're going straight down guys. Um, I should do this. I should do this this way because X is going to do it this way and they're successful. Mm -hmm. Mm. Sampling other personalities with an open (laughs) G center. Ayo. Um, We're going to go down again. So this is the open sacral. I should set better boundaries with my clients, but dot, 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 fill in the blank. And then the open route. I should do this because X is already doing it and I have to keep up. Mm. Oof, man, that, that undefined route gets me all the freaking time. <laughs> uh, an undefined heart or an undefined ego center or an undefined will center, whatever you want to call it. Why do we have so many names for that? <laughs> that <one. laughs> uh, so the, the idea behind this one of being open is I should join the program because that is the thing that will change the game for me. Mm. an undefined emotional center or an open emotional center. I should go this route because I don't want to upset or let my team down or let my people down. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's what got me through school as a straight A student with my parents, mm-hmm. both having an emotional defined centers, yeah. Ooh. like yeah. the will, mm-hmm. like the want to, to like make them feel like I had my shit together. Yeah. When you have a this defined will therapy, will, will your way through a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel burnout as a kid, though. I think I liked school. Mm-hmm. Anyway, last but not least, uh, an undefined uh, spleen. I should show up, but I'm afraid. I don't know enough. I'm not expert enough. Mm. Mm. Noodle on this, kids. I And look at, like, look at your chart as you're like going through all of these. See what's open or undefined. Open meaning that there's no gates. It's completely white on your chart. Undefined meaning that maybe you have a gate or two hanging off, but it's not colored in on your chart. See where that's at. For me, I know I have a lot of openness and that means I can shoot on myself mm-hmm. probably five times more than the average person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have those open centers, but the other parts... Um, I think sometimes people look at their chart and they say like, oh, like I'm not, there's so much that's open here, but we have to remember there's also openness at the gate level. Mm. So we only have uh, 26 activations and those of us that have multiple activations in the same gate, then you're going to have even more open gates, but we all have open gates and open channels. And even those um, that can really bring in, a lot of that not self behavior, especially if you're a, um, a split definition Mm. and you're looking at who bridges your splits, what gates bridge your splits. Um, for example, I have gate 48 three times. Wow. My undefined or my defined, let's say unconscious on my defined spleen. So I have all of this depth, but on the other side of that is gate 16, which is one of my bridging gates. And so gate 16 is all about having the skills. And so mm. it's always that feeling of if I just had more skills, if I just learned how to do something differently, um, something better, if I could just do this more consistently, if I can learn that, you know, there's a lot of pieces to that that also will um, come into play. 
And that yeah. self-trust piece is just trusting that, oh, okay, I have the depth. I don't need more skills. I'm going to naturally attract what I need, who I need in my life to have that depth tapped into instead of chasing it. So it's, yeah, we all have a lot more openness than we have definition. Mm, That's so helpful. And I feel like I'm mmming today because I have a defined, uh, I have a defined sacral right now because of the transits. So I feel very mm, inclined. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that next level, I think made aha for me. Um, cause I look at my chart and I'm like, damn girl, you've taken a lot of energy from everyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also leaning into So I feel like this also just flows into decision-making, but it leans into feeling in to where you're feeling things in your body, right? So for me, I, it's taken me a really long time to figure out what a heart pull feels like towards something. And that's a decision, like that is my decision-making center, right? Mm -hmm the best way I can describe it is like the Care Bears from the 90s, like Mm -hmm. the one with the heart and then like the heart illuminates and goes out to the universe. You know what I mean? That's the best way I can describe when a decision is for me. Mm -hmm. And it took a really, really, really long time to feel that. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes now I make decisions and I don't feel that. I'm like, am I making the right decision? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Or it's there, but it's just not as strong. Yeah. And I think self-trust is understanding, like, if you don't have a defined head in Ajna, thinking through this is not going to be helpful. Feeling into it is going to be significantly more helpful. Um, but that's not something that we were necessarily taught to do. We were definitely taught the opposite. Yeah, we were, but like little kids, oh my God, watching little kids just like be their best little mat or like be their best little whatever they are selves, mm-hmm. be their just living out their aura is so cool. My bestie has an 18 month old mm-hmm. and like just seeing her, like what she gets, she's an MG. She's a 5'1 mm-hmm. emotional MG. Mm-hmm. And like seeing what she gets frustrated at, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it, mm-hmm. you know? And like if we're not quelling that in them, then, yo, they're going to live a great life of like, trusting themselves and learning how to make decisions like that Mm -hmm. are them but for us as adults having to unlearn some of this and relearn the self-trust piece I think can be extremely challenging yeah trusting that what you see like those signposts that frustration that anger that disappointment that bitterness that's not bad it literally is just a signpost that says pay attention what's going on here what do you need to change or not? You know, how did you get here? What decision did you make? You know, this is all <laughs> always tied into decision-making, but um, it's just paying attention. Why, you know, it's not like, oh, it's so bad. I'm frustrated. It's like, oh, hey, I should pay attention. I'm frustrated. And it's not, you shouldn't be frustrated, right? Because that's, other people often tell you why you shouldn't feel the way you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other people have it worse and all of the, and the you know, and it's like, shut up. Why <laughs> <laughs> living my frustration? Um, and let me figure out what led me here instead of trying to stop it from happening. What led me here? What lesson am I learning through this? What can I pivot? Um, that type of thing 
instead of and that's you just had me thinking about that with kids because how how often we do we say oh you shouldn't feel that way oh you shouldn't you know mm. oh it's not so bad instead of just saying wow yeah that's really frustrating even if it wouldn't be frustrating to you to them it clearly is mm-hmm. you know what what do you think we could do differently um and I didn't learn any of that when my kids were super young like yeah. I you know I learned human design almost it was like over three and a half years ago but I've got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, so I can look back and see all the ways that I conditioned them to not feel the way they were feeling. Um, and it wasn't because I have a, a undefined emotional center and I was feeling it. It was more the perception, right? And how yeah. I was raised. And I was raised by two non-emotional parents. So it's like it all like generationally can go back into that too. And hearing things come out of my mouth that that I heard coming out of my parents' mouth, even though it doesn't even apply to me, it doesn't apply to my kids. Um, and so I think about that sometimes, how I've taken them away from their self-trust. And even this weekend, how <laughs> I saw your one, post. Oh, did you see that? One of my sons was like, I I don't want to play in the soccer game because he tweaked a knee injury that he got earlier this year. And he was like, I don't want to play. And and Instead of saying, okay, buddy, <laughs> you know, like we were like, well, maybe just for like a couple minutes, just go and support your team. And if they need you for a couple minutes, you can go in and just keep, you know, keep it easy. Well, also one thing that we didn't really pay attention to, and I, I of all people feel like, oh, I, I should have paid attention to that. He has a defined heart. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go in there and be like hanging back. He's not going to half-ass it. He's, He's gonna not going to half-ass it. Go for it. Yeah. So he went in um, and his defined heart is the channel of community and just um, gate 40. He's ready to work. He went in and went for goal and was in for less than a minute and overcompensated and hurt his other knee to the point he cannot walk today. So I was like, if like, so what am I teaching him about self-trust? Yeah. So it's not as easy. It's not as black and white. But what it is about is that awareness. Because now I have yeah. awareness of a specific situation where I, I didn't let him say, this is what is right for me. Because I'm the parent. I'm the adult. And we're trying to, you know, be part of a team and all of these things. And now he's hurt. And he yeah. knew it. And how silly is all of that? None of it had to happen. Yeah. But it's the world we live in and it's the pressures that we feel from other people and it doesn't go away. We just build that awareness muscle around it. Um, and it just, for me as a one, three, it's just like, well, there's another, there's another lesson, like trial and experience. <laughs> more, more experiences. So it's so interesting. Yeah. I, I'm recognizing this now as we're having this conversation, you know, being on the roof and all. <laughs> Guys, let me explain what being on the roof, what I've experienced it feeling like. So having a conversation here, but then also seeing it from like, I don't know, 10 feet up. Mm. So sometimes I like overanalyze conversations. Mm-hmm. This has just started happening within like the last year, year and a half, which is yeah. so weird to like have this new skill. Um, but in this conversation, I recognize that sometimes I don't trust myself enough to share my voice. And I cut myself off earlier than I should, or I, and this is a self should, 
This is not like an external should, right? This is like a girl, why didn't you say more? You could have ex- elaborated on whatever so much more. And it's interesting because like, I know you and I together are both very chatty and like it, it works, you know, but I caught myself the last soliloquy that I just had. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, am I talking too much? And yeah, it's it's a weird, like having conversation here, seeing it from up here kind of thing. And like, yeah. maybe uh, I vividly remember, I think I was 14. I was in the park with friends and these were like my childhood friends who we were like playing volleyball, like as the sun went down over the East river, oh, magical growing up in New York. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we were playing volleyball and I think someone was like, Oh my God, you're so loud. And like, I was just mm. being me. You know, and I was like, oh, my God, am I too loud? And I don't think that's where this like stemmed from. But I just like vividly remember that happening and like not needing to quell my voice, but also not feeling like my then projector best friend who was like telling the whole world about all of the things that she was doing and did it with such ease. And I'm like, why are you selling yourself so hard? And like, that's how it feels (laughs) to me is like she's selling you know, and I never want to come across as salesy. So that's why I think I under, I under inform and over deliver. Mm. And that's also not good, but I'm recognizing this now. So yeah, yeah. thanks for the therapy sesh. Yeah, <laughs> we have a really, we have such a fun group of, um, when we get together, we have such a fun group of electromagnetics. So they go all the way up from the root. Oh yeah. All the way to the throat. So we've got that channel of concentration, the channel of rhythm, and then it goes up to the channel of the prodigal, which is one of my favorites, because that is where we like pull experiences from each other, things that it's a... Um, is this 1333? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, we've got all these stories within us that have been held within us. We've witnessed so many things, and then we both have gate 56, so it's like going to come out with stories. Um what you reminded me of that I think is so important to touch on is so many times we talk about the, the undefined centers and this not trusting yourself absolutely happens through the defined centers. Mm. Absolutely. And I would say coming back to, we kind of touched on this earlier, um, being a woman with a defined heart, being a woman with a defined throat, yeah, being a woman for me, with a defined G center. It's like, I know who I am. I know mm. my value. And I'm going to talk, of, you know, and just yeah. being loud and just having something to say. And for me, I have my throat directly goes to my emotional solar plexus, being able to, to speak from such a powerful place. There has always been this sense of too muchness. So yeah. we've got the not enoughs and we've got the too much. And we, you know, that self-trust is also not trusting that what you feel is too much because maybe somebody was feeling not enough and told you that was too much mm. and that sticks with you. That is not true. Yeah. And whatever you are meant to, to be, whatever you're meant to express, whether that's verbally or just in your, your creations, that's, it's not too much. It's what the world needs from you. And so trusting that can also be hard. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you. 
<laughs> and this is also you trusting in yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. guys. I'm a like when Jen and I first started working together, she'd come with like this 17 page like printout of everything that she researched about my design. And she's like, okay, we're gonna talk about it. And we'll just go blah information <laughs> overload. And I feel like over the last two years, you've really started trusting your one line mm. of knowing the information. You've done all of the research. You are so knowledgeable. We've literally been talking for almost two hours about human design and you haven't had to pick up notes once. Yeah. What did it take for you? I actually remember you and I being on a call and I was like, Jen, you know your shit. Um, but like, <laughs> what, what did it take for you to stop using the notes as a clutch? Oh my gosh. I still do my research. Okay. Things. Like I definitely looked back at our electromagnetics because I had an idea. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure this and this. Um, but I looked back at it um, this morning. So I was like, I know there were beautiful electromagnetics. Um, and so I definitely still do my research, but I don't feel like I have to have it as much as a security blanket. And I will tell you when I'm not being paid, it's so much easier. Mm. <laughs> so like, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. And this type of conversation reminds me, I do have stuff in there. I'm also, I'm quad right. And so that's kind of a deeper level of design. Um, but that means I'm basically like a sponge. Like I am hyper aware. I take everything in and then I don't even know what I know. Like it, it comes in and I literally feel like I know nothing. I truly do. So I have, you know, these three gate 48 placements that are unconscious. That's like depth. I have quad, right? I'm a one three. So it's like this, this seriously, like, I don't even know what I know until it's pulled out of me. And Ooh. you are, um, you have a left brain, left mind. And the left brain, left mind is such a beautiful combination with someone who's right brain, right mind or quad, right? Like me, because you naturally ask questions that pull, you know, if it's the right person. So yeah. we say with quad right, like you're what somebody pulls out of your well is only as, as, um, I don't know what's the word, like high level as that person who's pulling from you. Ooh. So like, I can feel like a complete dum-dum when I'm with people who aren't pulling from me or who are, what they're pulling is really just like, eh. you know, it's yeah. just like not, it's not, something high level to, to dig into, which is so much more enjoyable for me. And so, yeah, it is, there's so many different pieces to it, but time, mm-hmm. time and different conversations like this and just going, oh, I really, there, there's something in there without me even having it directly in front of me to refer to. Yeah. Like I would call it my security blanket, like my security blanket notes. Um, and I remember when I first learned I was a quad right and they're like, just trust that it's all in there. And I was like, I I can't do that. First line. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Like I can't do that as a first line personality. And as a defined heart wanting to provide value and like somebody's paying me money. I want to make sure that I have, you know, something in front of me, but that actually I found would stilt the conversations that would stilt what was being pulled from me because I'm trying too hard to make sure I tell them all the things Mm. instead of just telling them what they need to hear in the moment, which is what they're pulling from me. Yeah. So now my sessions are way different. I don't do like the step-by-step let's go through this. Let's go through this. So it's conversational like this. It's like, let's talk about it. And then 
the pieces will come together like within me. I can see like, oh, this connects with this and this is why. And I can see the challenges here as the conversation goes. I love that. Thank you. So if people want to start tapping into this, Mm -hmm. what do you suggest? Mm -hmm. So tapping into the the self into their mm-hmm. into their self trust, their unlearning, their relearning. Yeah. Are there any like physical things that one can mm. do to start kind of tapping into this piece? I love this. It's really to me, it's giving themselves grace and space to do it, mm. and permission to not do it right all the time, and and knowing that you aren't going to know it all right away. And you don't have to know it all right away. And you're going to know those pieces that you can actually work with in a tangible way. Because the thing is, you can have all this knowledge, but if you're not living it, if you're not witnessing it and actually paying attention to those signposts we talked about, it's like, it's not going to, nothing's going to change for you. You're not going to trust yourself more if you don't allow yourself the space to trust yourself more Mm -hmm. so I love this too because (laughs) so when we talk about like our designs and you're you are guilt motivation and I'm hope motivation and I just love how you're like guilt motivation is a is a you know fifth color so it's very like (laughs) what what are the practical (laughs) solutions (laughs) and I'm the transferred motivation I'm hope motivation so I'm like you just gotta surrender you just can only control what you can control. <laughs> I've also been podcasting for like five years and I'm like, people like practical solutions. <laughs> but I find that's the most practical solution of all is to let yourself off the hook and yeah. and only take in what you can tolerate. You don't really, because you you can get lost in this information. And yeah. like I said, I've been studying it for a long time and and for a long time, I didn't trust that I knew any of it. Yeah. So. I think this also shows up in like who you surround yourself with. Because mm. there are people who I've met along my international journeys that have just sucked the life out of me. Mm-hmm. And I've felt like I've needed to recover for multiple days after hanging out with them for like just an afternoon. And I think knowing that is Mm -hmm. really important and knowing you can break that relationship off right Mm -hmm. in a way that feels good to you maybe not just ghosting them maybe saying something I don't know not just excuses you know um I'm gonna be real with you I probably just ghosted a little too much and now I'm learning because I don't like being ghosted but I I don't know though because I have found once you start down this this path of self-trust yeah. Your relationships change dramatically because you start recognizing how many of them you were in for reasons that actually weren't serving you. And by not serving you, they're not serving them either. Mm-hmm. And so I was my my circle of of friends has shrank considerably. Yeah. And I think that's necessary is your your social circle. Once you start changing and trusting yourself, if they're not along for that ride, they're going to naturally fall away. And then there's going to be space to attract those that actually are here for you as your authentic self. 
Mm. And so it is like this breaking away. And of course, I'm a one three. That's the breaking away, breaking the bonds. Yeah. You can build new bonds with other people or we build those bonds later with those people as you're up in Excel and see, Mm. does this work now? Did we just need that space? I love that last piece of it Mm because I've definitely, I guess, lost. Yeah, lost some people Mm -hmm. in my life the last couple of years that I Mm -hmm. thought I was close to, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm. know. I'm going to feel into that, girl. (laughs) Another, Another strategy that I like to use, actually, my friend Miko taught me this. It's called like the stick figure people Mm -hmm. something. Are you familiar? Basically, you draw like two stick figures on a piece of paper, like on the left side and the right side of the paper, and then you connect the seven chakras Mm -hmm. between the two people. You set an intention for that. You draw like a little circle around yourself to protect yourself. You draw a little circle around the other person to protect themselves. And then you draw like a sunshine around both of you to just like bring light and energy to the situation. Um, Set whatever intention that you want about it. I've had a really emotional one Mm -hmm. that I did last year when I was in Italy Mm -hmm. that I like had to leave the room. I was in a room with like two completely open spleens. They were just like, what the fuck just happened to you? And I was like, okay, let me go handle this in the other room. My bad. (laughs) Uh, spleen is, or rather, an open spleen is intuition, guys, and like feeling yeah. into what other people are feeling. So, just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there. Um, but yeah, then you cut it or you rip it, and then you can burn it if you want. But like, damn, that is cathartic mm. if you like really feel into it, and if it's something that really needs to be broken or mended. And it's not just something to like cut ties with people. It could be like cutting bad energy, or maybe you had like a disagreement with that person, and you just want to like let go of that. That's Mm -hmm. something tangible. And if you guys don't understand what the visual looks like, shoot me a DM. And I created like a Canva PDF thing. Um, So I'll send you guys that and like the how-to of doing it. But I think it's so helpful. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. Um, I think also slowing down is really mm-hmm. helpful. I know we, that's come up a couple of times and that may just be because I'm a two line and like I very much need to hermit, but I've also found mm-hmm. that like slowing down, I think I mentioned this earlier on in the episode, being in your own energy, understanding what that feels like is really helpful. For some mm-hmm. people that could be prayer, maybe meditation. Um, for me, I feel like I've learned a lot from using my necklace as a pendulum to answer questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened to be my nonna's, my grandmother's necklace. So like not every pendulum works for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um But that's how I've found, like, when I can't feel my heart, when I Mm -hmm. don't know if I'm feeling into it correctly, I I use the pendulum as a yes or no. And I I trust that significantly. Mm -hmm. So when I lack the self-trust in my heart, I go to the pendulum just because sometimes I can't feel it. I love that. I think there is, there's something to be said for finding a way to tap into yourself. And sometimes it takes, like, some people are really good at journaling and just, like, free writing, whatever comes through. Um, and, and it's like tapping into that deeper layer of yourself. I've started playing with, um, the tarot, Mm, which that's very new for me. Um, just as a, I used to just to tap into my intuition and, and check in with myself. If I feel like I need something kind of, it's almost like a response for me. Like I need something to respond to. Mm. And so I'll pull like 
three cards and it, depending on what I'm seeking, it's, you know, like, what do I, you know, or just even one card, like, what do I need to know today? Yeah. Like, what do I need to know now? And so you could pull a card and, and then read what that, what it says, <laughs> excuse me, what it says about that card. And then it's like connecting the dots. Like, oh, this is what's coming up for me. And it just, for me, helps tap into a deeper layer. So I don't use it for like future, like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm here to just wait to respond. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I don't try and like predict the future or anything like that with it. I just use it as a tool to tap into my intuition more. And for me, that is also a, another self-trust piece because when I do that, and like I said, that's pretty new for me. Um, I notice like, oh, it is in there. Yeah, I do have an idea of what's going on within myself. I just maybe couldn't put words to it until I had something to respond to. Mm, that's so interesting. So mm -hmm. you as a manifesting generator respond. I initiate and inform as mm -hmm. a manifester, right? So the mm -hmm. deck of cards that I have is a work your light card, mm -hmm. like the work your light deck. And that's the one that I do like pulls on typically mm -hmm. like before the episodes, in case you guys are wondering. Um, but that one I felt like drawn to so when i was in italy last year my friend miko brought like four or five decks and she was like passing one around and i was like mm -mm, i don't want this one no mm -hmm. i want that one and i just felt this like energetic draw to it and that's how i feel like a heart pull i don't know if you guys mm -hmm. get a motorcycle in the background my bad freaking neighbors okay you don't great mm -hmm. um but that's that's like the first time I felt like the most intense energetic heart pull ever. Mm. Actually, maybe the most intense energetic heart pull I'd ever felt was a couple of days before when I was meeting her for the first time. She's the ego projector. Mm -hmm. And I would never felt, maybe I've never met another ego authority before. Yeah, but it's rare. Yeah, but I just felt like that's the first time I felt the Care Bear feeling. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, where was I going with all of this? Well, you were talking about how I, I was responding and then you yeah. initiating. Oh, there you go. So these cards give me like aha moments to like reflect, not necessarily respond, but be like, okay, girl, you got it. Or mm -mm, you don't got it. I don't mm -hmm. know what, I don't know what you decided this past week, but mm -mm, yeah. it is not right. So it just gives me this like really good time to reflect back on like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I made some really good decisions, but maybe not, maybe not this week. <laughs> So I think you're saying like using them as kind of a, a way to gain more information, I think is mm -hmm. so important because we have to relearn this self-trust piece to move on to like whatever that next step of growth is for us. A big step that I took, was it last year? Maybe earlier this year. I stopped listening to podcasts that other dietitians Mm. Oh, that's really good for having for an undefined head and, and yeah, mantra. yeah. I think you have an open head even. I do have yeah. a completely open head. Yeah, so yeah. I I do that a lot where I have to pull back and stop listening to. I like I'm taking in too much inspiration, yeah, and then I'm not creating from within. Mm -hmm. it's it's just too much from outside of me and you feel that pressure with an undefined pressure center it's like the pressure to take in from all of these people 
because you're not getting that inspiration from within you in that way. Yep. And then it feels like I have to do something with this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to a dietitian podcast in probably a year and a half at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to them on every walk, like Mm -hmm. every walk I went on, I would just like listen on 2.5 because that's what I do. Listen quick, (laughs) get the information fast. Don't hear all the details. It's great. Um, But yeah, I think that that's really helped me lean into what feels good for me. So Mm -hmm. that and not having a business coach the last year and a half has really helped. That was another piece that took me out of my self-trust until it put me, until it put me so back into my (laughs) (laughs) self-trust. And it started feeling really like, um, mm, pokey in there. (laughs) It's like, like, actually, no. (laughs) I remember seeing your demeanor change. So we were actually in the same like coaching mastermind space. And that's actually how Jen and I met. But I remember seeing your demeanor change after the retreat. And you were like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. like no, actually, uh-uh. yeah, it was, it was that because it, it was coinciding with a lot of my deconditioning. Yeah. And, and it was, I'm not abdicating my, what I'm doing to someone else anymore, but I felt like I had made that commitment. And so I was still in it and, and <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, no, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do next week. Cause I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be in response to yeah. life and what's coming up because that's another piece too of being quad right. It's like, it's more existential in that way of like blowing through, through life and really following response in that way. For me as a, a manifesting generator quad right, but it's like, um, no, I, I can't I make it that I'm going to set this goal. I didn't even have, I don't have long-term goals like that anymore because yeah. I've learned that is not how I operate in a healthy way. That's just not for me. And I had that like recognition and then I just couldn't do it anymore. I physically couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, you stopped going and then I stopped going. I'm like, Jen's the only reason I'm here. Yeah, I had to stop going because I, I would go, but I would, I stopped going more because I started honoring my emotional waves. Mm-hmm. And when I was like not Beautiful. in the mood and I couldn't do it and I started recognizing, oh my God, when I show up and I am in a mood, it impacts the whole group. I was yeah. like, it's just better off that I don't show up. Whereas before I will power my way through all the shoulds. I should do this. Mm-hmm. I need this commitment. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there was like a, a switch that flipped and I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Not, like not the way I was doing it. Love that. I think that was a great high note. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Knowledge drop. Boom, boom, boom. By Jen. Um, All right. Just in case they didn't listen to the last episode. And if they didn't, they're fools. But where can they find you? (laughs) They can find me. um, My website is Aligned Interiors Co. So that's just C-O dot com. And... That's my website that has all of um, information about one-on-one sessions with me. It has some blogs on there. Um, And also you could find out about my environment essentials class that I have coming up, which is going to be a deep dive at the beginning of November 
on the 12 human design environments, what your most supportive environment is. I'm also on Instagram, the easiest place to find what I'm sharing when it comes to human design is going to be humandesign.designlibrary. That's my public page that I have aligned underscore interiors underscore <laughs> CO. And that's uh, the aligned interiors co one is my private one. So if you want to come check out my, my private stuff. Her um, inner thoughts. Yes. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> a range it could be a range depending on my mood um just send me a dm and say that you found me from here and so i'll know where you're coming from and that'll help me know whether to accept because <laughs> i have a pretty good barrier on that one love that all righty guys until next week we're talking about decision making <laughs> it was much anticipated i'm excited about this one all right guys ciao <laughs>